Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for telling your nieces and nephews that they're not allowed to mess with the toys and books in your own living room? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for giving my daughter a better present than my son? Our son is 22 and our daughter is 26. She bought a house in July. We know that moving into a new home always comes with unexpected costs, right after you've probably depleted most of your funds. So for Christmas, we gave her $4,000. Our son, we gave a few different gifts totaling somewhere around $800. Our daughter had to work Christmas, but we did Christmas on the 26th and she stayed with us for the holidays from then till yesterday. Our son still lives with us and today he told us both that he didn't want to say anything while his sister was there, but his feelings were hurt by the disparity in the value of the gifts. We explained that the gifts we got him were tailored to his interests, but his sister's just passed a big life milestone where money's more important to her right now than sentiment. He said it's still hurtful because it feels like we're more proud of her than him. My wife got really frustrated when he said that and asked why he would choose the least charitable interpretation of our actions. He said that's just how he felt and he couldn't control it. I said that we didn't give her money because we're more proud, but because we had experience being new homeowners and knowing that something always breaks in that first six months and it's always expensive. He said that was all fine and good, but it still hurt to get a worse present and feel like an afterthought. My wife asked if he expected us to get him $4,000 worth of gifts. He said no, but he expected the gifts between him and his sister to be equal. My wife said that's the same thing, and my son said it isn't. He said we could have given her the monetary equivalent of what we gave him. I told him that it isn't really fair for him to decide how much we spend on someone else's gift. Furthermore, cash is less personal than gifts, so giving her a cash equivalent to what he got would be her getting the worst gift. He said we weren't listening to him, just justifying. My wife said we didn't need to justify anything and he was being entitled. At that point, he said he didn't want to talk unless everyone was civil and he went to his room. He skipped lunch, breakfast for him, today, and when he left for work, he didn't say goodbye even though I was right by the door. My wife is irritated and my son is clearly resenting us. I can't really decide if we're in the wrong here. On the one hand, we should be able to give our money to whoever we want. On the other, I never want to hurt my son's feelings. Were we wrong? I don't think they were wrong. I think they chose the wrong time to do so. I think they should have given the $4,000 independent of Christmas and kept things level on Christmas between the two kids. Am I wrong there? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? Our next story is, am I the jerk for kicking my friend's boyfriend out of my house after my friends planned a New Year's gathering that I can't attend? Alright, so maybe I'm overreacting, but honestly, I've kind of reached a breaking point. I, male 21, am disabled, full-time wheelchair user, and live in a fairly small college town with a couple friends. My roommates and I are part of a larger friend group of 8 people, and I'd say we're all pretty close. 
I really love my roommates. They're great, but sometimes a little thick. There's one person in the large friend group, let's call him Chris, who's dating a guy, let's call him James. I really don't like James for many reasons, mostly petty ones to be honest. But another fact, James is vegetarian. That's not a problem in itself, but herein comes the issue. All of us planned on getting dinner on New Year's Eve. Smallish college town, there's three main restaurants to choose from that are open in the nearby area. One of them is a steakhouse, one of them is a Thai place, one of them is a sort of hippie plant-based place. James immediately suggests the plant-based one. I give a veto as it's completely inaccessible and give the alternative of ordering takeout from there and bringing it back to my place. But we recently started fostering a cat and one of our other friends is allergic to cats, so that's also a no-go. None of the other friends are able to host a gathering for various reasons, so I suggest we go to the Thai place. It's a nice spot and reasonably accessible, but apparently James and Chris went to the Thai place last week for their anniversary and don't want to go back. I then suggest the steakhouse, but of course that is loudly shut down because James is a vegetarian. Long story short, the group did a vote between the hippie place and the Thai place, not even including the steakhouse, and the plant-based place won. I admitted that I was slightly frustrated to my roommates, who said that they can bring back food after. I said that wasn't the issue, but sure. So New Year's Eve comes and they get back from dinner, and James and Chris also stop by. At this point it's late and I'm a couple drinks in, and I flat out tell James that I think it's crappy that he suggested and then subsequently campaigned for a place that he knows I can't go to. He said that it's fair because I suggested the steakhouse knowing he's a vegetarian. I told him that it's different because he could have at the very least physically been present. He insisted that it's the same, and I asked him to leave the apartment because I was tired of dealing with his BS. So he left, and my roommates think I overreacted. Maybe I did. What do y'all think? I don't think it's the same no matter how offended James wants to be. I just don't understand how a friend group can have a wheelchair user and overwhelmingly vote to go to a place where OP can't go because they're in a wheelchair. Mainly for the reason of, uh, we ate at the Thai place kinda recently, just stay home and we'll bring you something. This next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting my sister to attend my wedding and telling my mom to think about me instead of her? I, 30-year-old female, have a younger sister, Liz, 26-year-old female. Liz had a very promising future. She was an Ivy student, always first in the class, beautiful and charming. A few years ago, Liz suffered a traumatic brain injury in a car accident. She doesn't get a lot of social cues, is slow to respond, and sometimes throws tantrums like a moody teen. I love my sister, but the easiest way to explain it is she can act like a child. I'm getting married to my fiancé John, 33-year-old male, in August. I think almost every girl dreams of her wedding, and I'm no different. I'll put it bluntly, I don't want Liz to attend the wedding. Mom would be hovering over her, and she might create a scene during the ceremony or reception. The wedding's at a hotel, so I suggested we book a room for Liz so she's nearby, and if needed, Mom can go check in on her. And I say this because Liz can stay alone and has stayed alone in the past, so that's not an issue. And she's occupied with a movie or something. Mom said I should be including Liz, at least for the ceremony. I tried to explain to her that I just want my perfect day, but she didn't want to hear it. So I said maybe she should think of me for a minute instead of Liz. Mom got mad and is now refusing to talk to me and Dad thinks I should apologize. 
A lot of my friends think I'm correct here, but John said I should be more understanding and this will hurt Liz. Am I the jerk? Our next story is, am I the jerk for selling my father's house even though his widow lives there? My 33-year-old female father died recently. He'd been married to his widow Penny for about seven years before. I wasn't close with my father. We spoke regularly and enjoyed each other's company, but I can't say either of us knew each other well for many years before his death. When he died, I was surprised to learn that he had left his entire estate to me. He put everything in a trust a year before his death and I'm the sole beneficiary. Besides a small sum that he left a penny, the lawyer said he was advised not to leave her nothing in case she tried to contest it. Everything including his house is now mine. My father's lawyers and mine have advised that the will is structured such that it would be near impossible and very expensive to challenge. I don't want my father's money. I don't need it. And given our relationship, I don't feel right using it. However, he obviously wanted me to have it. So I intended to transfer everything over to my daughter, make her the beneficiary of the trust, and she'll have that in addition to her own trust fund when she's of age. However, I don't want to keep my father's house. I don't live in the same country as my father and I don't want to deal with the admin of his possessions. I want the legal business done and to close the book on a very painful chapter and grieve quietly. The trouble is, Penny lives in the house. Penny doesn't work and was financially dependent on my father, so while the lawyers say she could fight to stay living in the house, she likely can't afford legal counsel. Also, because of her lack of income, she would never be able to maintain the house, which is quite large. So I would then have to keep up the house and grounds while she lived there, which I'm not willing to do. Because of both of the cost and because of the continued involvement with my father's life, which I don't want. I've notified her via the lawyers of the intention to sell the house, which has led to vicious and vitriolic messages from her kids calling me evil and heartless. I understand this is inconvenient for them, but I'm not responsible for what my father decided to do, nor am I responsible for the people or the mess he left behind. I'm not doing this to get one over on Penny. I'm just trying to be done with a traumatic part of my life. Am I the jerk? I'd feel terrible in OP's shoes, but I don't think they're the jerk for wanting to be done with this and not want to manage and spend money on those assets. This next story is, am I the jerk for moving in with my dad after he and my mother separated? I'm 18 year old female, I've got a sibling who's a few months old now. My parents, 37 year old female and 42 year old male, separated 9 months ago for 2 months, then got back together and permanently separated 3 months ago. My parents were each other's first relationship, something I've overheard my dad complaining about. A while ago, we went through a tough period. My mother got pregnant and five months in miscarried. A month later, it turned out that my dad had been having an affair. My parents tried to work it out, found out the affair partner was pregnant, and that was the end of it. When they separated, my dad wanted to make it work. So when my mother said she was moving into grandma's, seven hours away, dad asked if I'd live with him, thinking it would bring mom home. Mom begged me to go with her. I didn't believe it was best because A, school and friends, and I did believe my parents could work through it. They didn't. Dad's new girlfriend and baby moved in. The new girlfriend's pretty cool actually. So I guess mom found out because she texted me, it breaks my heart you've picked sides. You could have visited me or even texted but you haven't. I love you, but you've behaved selfishly. 
I texted back asking if she expected me to move away from friends, family, and school. My dad didn't cheat on me, and they could have moved past it because it was only because they were going through a hard time. No response. I think I've been blocked. I didn't text because I haven't been able to pay my phone bill. Am I the jerk? I don't think I am. I think OP's really missing the point of the text, which is, it seems like OP hasn't been reaching out at all. Our next story is, am I the jerk for borrowing my husband's underwear? So I, 28-year-old female, am about 7-8 to eight months pregnant, and while I've thankfully not gained a lot of weight, my belly has grown a lot, and I find that most of my underwear is too small and cuts into my sides or the bottom of my belly. After a while, I started getting a rash in the places where it was too tight due to friction, I guess. So one day, I was getting dressed and I was getting frustrated about the rash and the underwear being too small, so I figured I'd try on a pair of my husband's, 29-year-old male, boxers. They're sized large and too big for me, but oh my god, it was the most comfortable thing I've ever tried on in my life. Breezy and loose and even the places where I had the rash didn't hurt. My husband had already left for work for the day, so I decided to just borrow them. At the end of the day, we both come home, and I tell him that I borrowed his underwear and asked if it was okay to continue borrowing some until the baby comes, less than two months left, or at least until the rash is better. He seemed a bit weirded out, but said it was okay. Fast forward a few days, and we're going to bed, and he flips out at me and asks me why I'm wearing his good bamboo underwear. I'm confused, but he points at the band where it says bamboo. Then he goes on a long rant about how his few pairs of bamboo underwear are the comfiest and best quality, etc, etc. I swear, this is not an ad for bamboo underwear. I apologized and said I just picked the pair off the top just like I did the other times. But he was upset and said I wasn't allowed to borrow his underwear anymore. I said I wouldn't borrow the ones that said bamboo on them since it bothered him, but he just drew a hard line saying I should go buy bigger underwear for myself and stop stealing his. Now, I'm thinking this is probably more about how he actually doesn't want me to borrow his underwear, and he's using me accidentally taking the wrong pair as an excuse, but I'm not sure. So anyway, Reddit, am I the jerk for thinking my husband should let me borrow his underwear, or am I just entitled? If it's like their favorite pair or whatnot, you can maybe excuse it a little bit, but considering you're pregnant, you're going through some stuff, I think he needs to just deal with it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wearing my engagement ring when I knew my stepsister was getting engaged? I, 28-year-old female, got engaged at the beginning of December. For Christmas, I was staying with my mom and stepdad, and they were hosting my stepdad's whole family step-siblings, mother, brothers, cousins, and families, for a New Year's party. Prior to this, my stepsister, 29-year-old female, Rachel's now fiancé Matt, informed my parents that he was going to propose, and asked if it would be okay to do it at the party, and my parents agreed. For the party, everyone was dressing up, and obviously to me, I was wearing my engagement ring. Everybody already knew I was engaged, but it was the first time they'd seen the ring in person. So, at the start of the party, everyone was interested in seeing it. I did notice Matt was being a bit cold with me, but I thought it was nerves. The proposal happened and... 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And it was beautiful. Everyone congratulated Rachel, but it was kind of a 50-50 on people wanting to look at and compliment her ring and mine. A lot of comparisons were made, nothing unkind, and everyone was really happy for Rachel, as was I. The day after, Rachel and Matt blew up at me about wearing my ring to the party. Rachel said I was deliberately trying to draw attention to myself on her special night, and that since I knew beforehand she was getting engaged, I shouldn't have worn my ring, since I don't always wear it anyway. I don't really agree with this, since I've been engaged for weeks and everyone already knew about it. It's not like I stole her thunder, nor did I intend to by wearing my ring. I wore it because I'm engaged, so it's what you do. Matt then accused me of embarrassing by wearing my colossally large ring when I knew Rachel's wouldn't be anywhere near as big and intentionally showing him up in front of the family. He even went on about the other jewelry I wore. My stepdad called them both stupid for their outburst. My stepbrother says there's no way I could have known that's how they'd feel. It's not like they asked me not to wear it. My mom says while she knows I didn't do it deliberately, she can see where Rachel is coming from, since everyone preferred my ring to hers. She also said that given that my ring is quite unique, I should have considered it would draw attention. Opie's just a victim of circumstance. It wasn't intentional in any way. This next story is, am I the jerk for missing my wife's annual Christmas party because my ex died? My wife and I have been married for three years. Ever since we met, I've gone with her to a holiday party hosted by her and her best friend. It's a fairly large party that grows every year. This year, I didn't attend. My wife's still pretty upset with why I didn't. Two days before the party, I was notified my ex-fiance had passed. I didn't know the details, but it hit me very hard. To be honest, towards the end of things, we didn't have the best relationship, and I'll spare those details. She was an addict and had relapsed, which heavily influenced the ending of our relationship. I went through a lot of grief leaving her in that state. Maybe it hit me because I feel like I didn't do enough to help her. In any case, I was pretty down and didn't feel like socializing. I told my wife I was going to skip the party. When I was first notified, I told my wife, to which she said, I'm sorry, are you okay? I thought she would understand my reasoning, but she didn't. She was quite offended I was bothered enough about my ex that I wouldn't feel up to her party. After the party, she came home and said, I can't believe you're this upset about some junkie. I was honestly taken back by her cold, callous attitude. My ex was a daughter, a mother, and a sister. She was somebody that was messed up from life. 
I spent the next several days and into Christmas putting on a fake happy face and tried not thinking about my ex. Over the weekend, I had more calls about the details involving her death, which further upset me. My wife, noticing something was off, asked if I still loved her, my ex, and is that why I'm devastated? She says it's weird how I'm mourning the loss of my ex when I haven't had anything to do with her in years. I explained to my wife that she, my ex, was my first love and I did love her as a person. Last night I told my wife I'll be attending my ex's funeral and I'd like for her to come if she wanted. She became angered by that, saying that she doesn't want to go near a junkie's funeral because the place will be full of addicts, which might be partially true, but I think I should be allowed to pay my last respects regardless. She told me if I end up going, we're going to have problems. I don't know what she meant by that, but she threw in my face how this ruined our holiday and again stated that she can't believe I missed her party because of my ex. She told me I need to seek professional help because it's not normal for a married man to be upset about his ex dying. I began thinking maybe she's right. I don't know why I'm mourning her loss. I began asking myself if I still had feelings for my ex, but in my head I knew things were done. I wouldn't have married my wife if I felt things weren't finished with a previous relationship. I've practically stopped myself from grieving because I guess it shouldn't have mattered to me. I asked my wife if she'd be upset if her ex died. She said that's different because she shares a child with him. That last line is such a crazy red flag. This next story is, would I be the jerk for putting a camera in the kitchen without telling my husband? So some strange things have been happening. My husband's complaining about me forgetting things, like loading the dishwasher and not switching it on, or leaving the stove or oven on after cooking, or not putting things back in the fridge. Things I'm 95% sure I remember to do. I'll switch on the boiler, aka water heater for US readers, for a hot bath, and an hour later it'll be off. My husband says he didn't touch it. Then this morning I came to brush my teeth, and my toothbrush already had toothpaste on it. What the freak? Did I come earlier? Did I not brush my teeth last night? That's just plain weird. Now I might be in denial, or have paranoia as an exciting extra, or I just read too much reddit, but it occurs to me this could also be gaslighting in the old fashioned sense. I have no reason to suspect my husband of doing anything like that, but like affairs, that's what everyone thinks isn't it? So I'd like to install a camera to reassure myself that it's really me doing these things. Obviously, I can't get permission from my husband without defeating the whole purpose, but I don't want to damage my relationship in the much more likely case that all this has nothing to do with him. I've heard a million things like this before and everybody in the comments here said it already, but step one, if you're noticing weird occurrences like this happening in your own home, check for possible carbon monoxide poisoning, makes you loopy, forgetful, but also you have every right to put a camera in your own house. This next story is, am I the jerk for reprimanding my son about kissing his ex's brother? I honestly can't even believe that this is happening. I, 49-year-old female, have a son, 21-year-old male, who used to date his childhood best friend, same age. Honestly, they were such a cute couple and I was sure they would get married one day, but unfortunately they've broken up before they went to college. I was so heartbroken for them. However, me and her ex-girlfriend still kept being in contact, and I was deep down hoping they'd get back together once they'd finished with their studies, as she still seemed to be in love with him. 
But all my hopes went crashing down when his ex called to tell me sobbing that she witnessed my son making out with his shirtless brother around two years older. He and my son went to college in the same city. I honestly thought she was joking at first. This couldn't be real. My son used to hate her brother while they were kids and the feeling was mutual. Not to mention that my son never expressed interest in men before. He's always been attracted exclusively to women. I called my son to talk about this, but he was just mad that his ex outed him to me when it was none of her business. But I asked him how he could do this to her when she really loved him and still does. And he goes and sleeps with her own brother behind her back? He just told me that he doesn't owe her anything anymore as they're broken up and that he's tired of me trying to pressure him to get back together with her just to be her perfect little couple she always dreamt of being. He said he finally found true love, regardless of how imperfect I or anyone else may think it is. I was shocked by my son's behavior. I never tried to force anyone onto him. I just wanted him to be happy. Also, he and that boy couldn't even tolerate each other when they were kids or teens. How am I supposed to believe that they went from that to true love? I feel like the boy is just manipulating my son's confusion slash phase so he can get free sex out of him. But my son didn't want to hear me out and just hung up and then even blocked me. I now can't reach him and I wonder if I messed up and shouldn't have said all these things about the guy he's currently infatuated with. Am I the jerk? I feel like OP is just too far on the outside of all of this for them to be trying to be so darn involved. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking my brother to share his daughter's inheritance from our cousin with my stepdaughter? My cousin Laura passed last year, which was devastating for our whole family. There's now some conflict with the inheritance. Laura's will left everything to her husband and future children, but if not, a third would go to her parents and a third to charity. The final third to be divided between six nieces and nephews, accessible when they turn 18. Laura was an only child, so the nieces and nephews in question are her cousin's kids. Me and my brother are her only cousins from her mom's side, my aunt, but from her dad's, she has nine. From all of us, there are a total of seven kids, including my brother's daughter and my stepdaughter. Me and my stepdaughter were hurt when we realized my stepdaughter wasn't a part of this third. Recently, I brought up to my brother that he should share niece's inheritance with stepdaughter. I said it's more fair this way and would lower resentment between the kids later on. My niece is only 5 compared to my stepdaughter who's 16, so it would be more useful for her in the near future. Also, I'm not saying it has to be half and half, but just a portion for stepdaughter. My brother didn't take this well and went off, saying the money is for his daughter and we're being greedy. But I got upset and said no one in this family really cares about stepdaughter and are more focused on blood ties. He's pissed at me, but some other people who know what happened are on my side. Am I the jerk? Our next story is, am I the jerk for having a tent full of toys and books in the living room when my nieces and nephews aren't allowed to use it? My husband and I have four kids, Allie, 17, Andrew, 15, Charlotte, 12, and Lucas, 9 and we've been fostering Emily, six, for almost a year. Emily has special needs. She gets overwhelmed easily, and when she gets overwhelmed, she hides. Emily is also very small and a master at getting herself into tight spaces. Under the couch, inside a kitchen cabinet, inside a dollhouse, etc. So when she hides, it can take forever to find her. 
She'll also lock the door of the room that she's hiding in, then hide to make it that much harder to get to her. We bought her a tent shortly after she moved in with us. We let her pick out everything in the tent, from the mat on the floor to the toys and books inside, and we got her to go to her tent whenever she gets overwhelmed or feels like she has to hide. Nobody is allowed in that tent without Emily's permission. We have the tent in a corner in the living room. It's one of the few places where she can't lock a door, and we can see her in the tent from most places in the house. My family hosted Christmas this year. Before everyone came over, we told Emily to put away whatever toys she didn't want anyone playing with. She put some of her toys in her tent and some in her room and insisted on locking the door. When everyone got here, Emily hid in her tent and started to play with her toys. We explained to the kids that the tent is Emily's special place and that they're not allowed to go inside or use any of the toys inside. The kids were upset, but we had a couple of toys for them. Plus, Lucas was willing to share his toys. My siblings approached me multiple times on Christmas and asked why I put something so tempting as a tent full of toys in front of their kids and then say they're not allowed to use it. I explained that the tent prevents Emily from endangering herself and that it has to be there because it's one of the few places where we can see it from most places in the house. When we got Emily out of the tent, some kids tried to go inside and I told them that they're not allowed in there even when Emily isn't in the tent. I closed it up and put duct tape on the zipper to prevent the kids from opening it. Some siblings left right after we ate because of the tent, and some stayed but berated me in private for taunting their kids with the tent. My parents agree with my siblings that it was rude and want to host future holidays so Emily won't have the tent. Was I the jerk for keeping the tent in plain sight when there were kids that would want to use it? None of these people understand why the tent is there or what the purpose is. All of these people are so entitled they can't understand that Emily has conditions? Our next story is, am I the jerk for getting mad at my friend for taking a vacation during my birthday? My two friends and I, all 38 year old female, always meet up for our birthdays every year. We exchange presents and do a group activity and a meal. The birthday girl gets treated to everything. My birthday is at the end of this month. I sent a group text to my friends with the restaurant I want to go to and asked if a specific date works for everyone. Sarah said she won't be there. So I asked, what about another weekend? And apparently she's going to be away for a few months. She said to just celebrate without her. I felt pretty offended that she would choose the vacation during my birthday. I feel like it's a slight. Plus, Sarah's been acting weird and talking less to me for months now. I texted her and asked if everything was okay, and I'm a straightforward person. So I told her directly, I feel like you've been avoiding me. Why else would you purposefully go away for my birthday? Sarah immediately got defensive and annoyed. She said I'm a hypocrite because I went away for her birthday weekend last year, and you didn't hear her complain. Plus, I'm always a diva when it comes to our other friends' birthdays, and overall, she needs a break from our friendship because she just doesn't think I've been a good friend. So now I'm not talking to her. She has a lot of animosity towards me for no reason. Am I the jerk for getting upset she's ditching me on my birthday? First of all, I think OP's definitely being entitled saying, you can't go on a vacation when it overlaps with my birthday. Secondly, I feel like there's a lot of context we're missing that may point to OP being a bad friend, I don't know. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, 
check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.